Welcome to Maker Conversations. I'm your host, Tiff Marchand from Night Carver Designs. And today on the show, I have Adam from Lazy Guy DIY. And Adam is somebody who I find to be very inspirational. He has helped pave the way for makers like me to find careers managing social media accounts for brands and moving on to different avenues of ways to make money in this field. So I'm excited to to sit down with him, chat with him about all that he has learned over these years and really get to know him more. So I hope you all enjoy the show. A huge thank you to the sponsor of the show, Sabretooth Power Carving. If you want to buy some burrs, you can use Night Carver 10 in all caps to save 10%. All right, I hope you enjoy the show. And if you're coming to Workbench Con and you haven't gotten a ticket yet, there's only a few days left. So if you still need one, you can use Night Carver to save $50 on your ticket. All right, enjoy the show. Ooh, I like Sound the background. Good. Thank you. This is a... Have I told you what my situation is where we live and everything? I know you just moved into a house that you don't have a shop. I'm guessing it's smaller than the other house as well then too. So we sold our house in the city, moved in with our in-laws September of last year. Okay. I'm in my wife's childhood bedroom in a dormer. Oh my. Uh, And so, but like we've been trying to buy a house and there's just been nothing. I mean, we sold our house immediately. So like, yeah. and, and did like, it went really well. Um, but there's been, we put our kids in a school district that we wanted them in. Like it's their country schools. We love it. Um, nice. as opposed to like scary city schools where we were before. And so then, um, like the kids are in school now and we still have not been able to buy a house. So now at this point, we're just going to build one, um, like in the back, literally in the backyard of the, of my in-laws property. And so that is so crazy. My husband works in insurance and he's just mm-hmm. like, he can't believe the housing market is still how it is. And he sees day to day, like people going through the things that they're going through and like yeah. people not wanting to insure certain houses, like just getting insurance right now has gotten crazy too. So there's just so many things that have trickled down from like COVID and how the economy mm-hmm. has changed. That is just absolutely ridiculous. Well, there's, there's not even any inventory here. So like the, the only thing that's available, like we we'll see maybe four houses in several months that come up. And that's any sort of budget. So um, it's just, yeah, there's nothing. So we're like, we're just going to build. So yes, that's my situation is that we've been living with our in-laws for over a year. Crazy. Um, And that's why I have no shop because I I have a little basement area that I can use. Um, But yeah, I have four storage units worth of stuff. You're making it work. You have a very professional background here. Thanks. You got the mic and everything. Like, it's impressive. Yeah. I saw. I said. I saw. There's like a like YouTube Google. trophy hiding in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to show that baby off. I know That's it's so right. tough. You can't really display it places. <laughs> yeah, like my wife. This is all plants over here too. It's like three shelves of like plants <laughs> because it's a window. It's in a dormer, so it's like. But yeah, when I when I set it up here because. The first time, and so I've got the I've got the panels here, here, and everywhere else because it just echoes so bad. And so this made it a little bit better, at least with the uh, yeah the sound no. dampers. No, it sounds great. Cool. Well, I was uh I was just taking like a quick peek at your page while we were waiting because I'm like, okay, so what has he been posting then since he's been 
without, you know, <laughs> the area, but you're, you're making it work. You, I mean, you've been on so many other things since then, and your life has been yeah. evolving throughout this. Like, I'm sure it's kind of had to make you pivot into like what ways you can bring money into the house. So I know like you've just got a few more roles uh, doing social media and stuff like that for companies, but I kind of want to get into your history because I don't know yeah. it really well. Yep. I know like you used to go to like Haven or did you go to Haven at all? You went to Haven, yeah. right? Yeah. You used to go to Haven and then you talked to Kristen, you guys talked and like workbench con, all of that stuff brewed from like you being involved in this world a really long time and yeah. cemented yourself in that DIY industry. So that does make sense why you were going to Haven, but yeah, it's a, it's a different world, the Haven crowd. Yeah. Oh, it's it crazy. is. It's yeah. But I mean, they're cutthroat and we can talk about that more too, but like, that's where like you learn mm -hmm. how to like get ahead because they, like there are so many of them and there's like, they have to be cutthroat on stuff like strategy wise. I was so, so. glad. Like when I became their social media manager for like that year that I did it, it was a completely different world. Right. So like I had to adapt and learn and just kind of just like dive into it. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I went to Haven, the classes there, the, the things that these ladies are teaching, are top notch. I learned so much from Haven. Like I learned a lot at WorkbenchCon my first year, but Haven like blew my mind. I told my husband afterwards, I'm like, wow, we just got like so much information. It's different. It, I mean, yeah. it's way different. And it's like, um, I will say that it is not geared towards guys being there. Like there was correct. Like, it's not. The, there was the PJ Party Fashion Show one year, and that was the year where I told Kristen I was like, not not my thing. Mm -hmm. Um. So, and that's where the, the workbench con stuff came from. So no, I, I love that. That's like, you were, you had enough nerve to, to, to share that with somebody like, Hey, this is not like really comfortable here. Yeah. It's not open, you know? And, uh, and then you like, you know, that stemmed up a whole new idea. So yep. pretty rad. So I know that part of your history, but like, what got you into like content creation and, and sharing, like, I'm guessing you must've had an older home that you just started like working on and. Like how did yeah, that so, get into that? So the the funny thing about it is is that um I I just flipped houses with my dad and then um it, we just took chainsaws inside of houses. That's where I learned tools and basically everything else. I when I was in college, I took a um I took a weird path of um of art with my girlfriend at the cool. time. And then I did studio art, I did industrial design, I started designing my own furniture then in college oh that's so cool uh, um yeah and it went well and then i didn't do anything with it for like six seven years and then my wife's like build a chicken coop and <laughs> i said okay i'm gonna build a chicken coop i'm gonna document it i put it on some chicken coop website that was like 2014 and then um it got a lot of traction i'm like all right i'm gonna start a website and then that is and i was gonna be a pallet um like a pallet maker like you know like you just mm -hmm tear everything down you make cheap crafts and then i realized that it was like oh i can do people are interested in this and we'll, we'll do a little bit more and so that's sort of where it went so um that's so cool home depot and then ryobi actually haven ryobi was where that came from because i sat next to the right person at the right time i'm six foot five i stood <laughs> out, out yeah and they said oh we'd like to work with you and that just kicked it all off that's so cool and that was at haven you said yeah that was a haven yeah the things like I, I think people think sometimes like it could be fairy tale talk that we say, like, if you go to these events, like your life could change. Yeah. Like it may not. 
it may not you might get inspired and stuff but yep. some random thing like that could happen to you where you're like just that right place right time and you have a good conversation and I mean, it was a it was a big deal i mean that's a big investment even back then price wise like it it, it was a bunch of money. I drove down because I didn't want to spend the money to fly mm -hmm. down. I wasn't making any money at that point. I'd only had the website for maybe three months at that point. I just started Instagram um, and I just done the makers challenge. That's like the only content wow. that I had on there. Um, and so, yeah, that, that just basically pushed it all off forward. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. My wife's like, okay, take a few days. I mean, yeah, you got to go to, you got to go to, to have something happen. So. That's cool. So wait, you had a maker's challenge that started all the way from the very beginning. Cause I don't know the history of it all. So I actually participated in that the first year, Rachel had set it up. It was, um, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it may have been like 10 different women makers, um, that she had pulled it together with. They got Anna white involved. Um, they did it. I randomly saw it on Instagram. I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, and I did a, a, a media console for it. I thought I should have won, um, but I didn't. And um, and then I think maybe a season or two afterwards, uh, Rachel asked if I want to be involved with it. I did. It was a much different looking team. And then it, I realized that it was a business and not just an online community thing. And so she and I talked about it. She brought me on as a partner. And I mean, that was that i mean that's 2017 2018 maybe that happened and so she wow. and i've been running that together ever since that's crazy i had no idea like the history of it and how long it's been going mm -hmm. it's crazy how an idea can start off as just like a fun thing and then turn into yeah. a business too like that's another thing just like investing in those avenues that you can see like well what if we brought this on and what if we did this and we can work with sponsors like you yeah. know she and i joked about it is that it's the so she had the idea she'd gotten gotten it going and then i weaponized it <laughs> yeah i like that yeah bringing on the right person is so important like yep. in your ventures <laughs> or not like or just doing yeah. it your own like sometimes the best way is to go solo but that's yeah. cool that you I found mean, a nice and... partnership like that yep so and hopefully it's going to continue to roll there's been i mean there's been a lot of adapting with that too that's had to happen as things have changed and as you've seen with with stuff too so um like the it's a weird market with people what they want to do when they want to participate any little thing can mm -hmm. set people off that they don't want to do stuff um socially um like politically like all kinds of things they affect all of it mm -hmm. no i know i i like i'm really open if you don't mind like i was like, damn we're doing a contest in december right near Christmas while a war is happening that we're all just like fucking torn mm -hmm. up. And then I'm like, let's inspire people to take on more <laughs> in their life. Yep. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. And depending on your seasons, yeah, it absolutely can, can throw off something, you know, power carving challenges in general are really tough to get people involved in because there's a fear, you yep. know, there's a big fear level that people have to get over, especially if they're going to try to go three-dimensional for their very yeah. first time. Yep. So I like it, though, because we've had a good variety of people start it, and then you start mm -hmm. seeing the stuff they make afterwards, and then you're like, yep. yeah. Like, that's the whole nice thing about it. I'm like, sure, you see it all the time with your challenges. Mm -hmm. Like, they weren't doing it at all, and then all of a sudden they've become, like, a perfectionist yeah. at this thing. Or Yeah. By so the way, cool. your donut, amazing. And, Thank uh, you. And Kendra's little Christmas tree, 
uh, like we had one of those growing up and I know my wife's family did too. So it's, it's so awesome to see like those things like break out and go yes. and just what you can do. Like, I wouldn't even have thought either one of those, just like, like you said, three-dimensionally, like pull those together um, of like recreating it with wood. I mean, mm-hmm. both yours and, and hers are amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I, I actually just hung it up over here. Um, Cause it was supposed to be going in the shop. And then I was mm-hmm. like, I go to my husband too and cool. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I can't put that in the shop. I'll end up breaking it. Like, yep. I'm just going to mess it up. So now it's like, it's in the office safely, but mm-hmm. I put it on the wall and now it just looks, everything else looks like not garbage, but I have been saying it looks like trash, yeah. but everything else <laughs> looks like so not like that thing is just so superior that everything else yeah. just kind of, is just like, eh. No, that's so awesome. It's like, oh, okay. I can make stuff like that. I got to yep. make more stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, these challenges, like Sabretooth and I did two other ones, and mm-hmm. they have just been pushing me this year. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm a three-dimensional artist now. I can't stop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, that's good. It's I, too fun. Oh, I mean, Maker's Challenge, same thing with me. Is It's like, in this year, I obviously haven't had the ability to jump into these challenges, mm-hmm. just limitations of space. But like, um, yeah, I mean, some of my best stuff I've made has been through the challenges because it's a I have a reason to get out there. It pushes me to do it, and yeah, it's yeah, it's more fun. And you go for it, like, because it's mm-hmm. different than when you're making something that you're fulfilling an order for somebody. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be like maybe yes, you could sell it later, but this is mm-hmm. going to be yours later. So it's like, ooh, yep. I'm I'm putting everything I have into this because I want it to be really cool for me. That's like the desk that I'm sitting at right now is the it's the maple and walnut desk that I built um last year and i mean every technique i've ever learned i put into this put thing in that, so. yeah because mm-hmm. you can because you're not trying to charge somebody for that later yep. exactly <laughs> it's like all right i was talking to uh jody at Sabretooth, and she's like so how many hours are you putting into it and i'm like i don't even want to tell you how long the sprinkles took i did a mistake by how i did them <laughs> and i'm like that costs like a whole day i'm <laughs> just sprinkles i'm like so just yep. imagine what i put into this <laughs> oh. this is so funny um, so how did you get into like working with brands? Like how did that develop for you? So, I, uh, so it, it all spawns from Haven basically where I, that first initial Ryobi meeting talked to them. Uh, they said, we want to set you up with a full suite of tools. And then I got home and this is where wall control comes into it as well. I figured that, they have to yep, be early it, in your story. So I, um, I came home, I went into my creepy little garage that I had single car detached garage that was full of rats and everything else. <laughs> and it had mushy pegboard and it. The tools that I had purchased at that point had fallen off of the pegboard and like onto the workbench. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's gotta be a better solution for this. And I was like, I wonder if they make metal pegboards. And I searched, I found three different companies that made stuff. Um, I reached out to them, wall control being one of them. Um, and I was like, oh, they're in Atlanta. I was just in Atlanta. This is a good fit. And then like Richard emails back, and this is my joke all the time with Richard, is that he sounds like a 70-year-old old guy responding, <laughs> like sitting in the back room, has like this is all he does is response to emails. Hello, Adam. Thank you so yeah. much for your email. It's- He's so nice <laughs> and he is it is not aged to what he is. And so then I said, Hey, I I this is my plan. Um, I've got these tools. Uh, I want to display them. I'm going to do a channel. And and I did a mock-up and sketch up too. And I said, okay, this is what this is what it's going to look like. I imagine your products in here. And he was like, nope, we don't work with anybody. This isn't going to work. He had, they had actually worked with the uh, the Shanty sister, Shanty Dashik, 
And um, that was the first people that they ever worked with and they sent stuff out to them and and the relationships uh, was great through the years before and after that, but that was it. They didn't work with anybody else. And he's like, yeah, you got a new channel. I don't really know. And so I just kept talking to him and, and um, just about different things because just, I mean, it's that rapport and, Mm -hmm. uh, and then he's like, yeah, well, let's just send you this. Here's this, pick this out and let's go. And so then I had that, I set up, had my backdrop um Ryobi open doors after that but then so you want to jump deep dive into wall control is that I kept telling him why don't you have Instagram like what's wrong here and yeah. then it was a year of talking to him just sort of like he's watched me grow and whatnot and he's and actually it was I don't think it was the first workbench con it may have been the second one um, he and I met for the first time and I was like, Oh my God, you're not an old guy. You're, <laughs> you're, you're the you're same, this you're young, actually, handsome yeah, dude. <laughs> you're actually, you're younger than I am. Um, and then we went out to lunch and we talked the whole social media thing. Like he's like, here's the keys to the kingdom. Um, here's because I took over the wall control count and there was one post from six years before and there was nothing else. There was no tags. There was no nothing. And he's like, it's yours. Do what you want with it. Um, awesome. ambassadors, uh, affiliates, whatever. He's like, go ahead. We're, we trust you with this. And that's, that obviously is open up the doors with different things, um, with working with different brands, but, um, uh, Ryobi was the biggest one because that opened the door to home Depot because as a, as a, um, if ambassador with Ryobi home Depot said, okay, we want to get some of these people in testing. And that's when I did the, um, the prospective program, um, and I mean, you want to talk about the, like the quickest way to like load up your shop is you're getting eight to 10 tools every few months oh, wow. and with every brand. And it was, I mean, I would review maybe 30, 40 tools, um, in a year. And I mean, you want to, you talk about That's content crazy. loading up your site. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was almost, it was tough to keep up with. And there's a, there's a certain way to, to to do it. So people feel like you're legitimate and you had to kind of find that I did a hammer test one time and it is the worst video I've ever made. The sound is bad, but then that one got a hundred thousand views immediately because it was a premium framing sh- hammer shootout in it. I had to turn comments off because it was so bad. Wow. Uh, and you people should repost just, it. I, no, it's, it's, it's still up there, but people just wreck me on it. They don't like how I swing a hammer. They don't like, and like, I didn't even realize at that point that anything was wrong with what I was doing, but like, but at that point I could reach out. I mean, I got in, that's the other thing too. So like I reached out to stiletto and I said, Hey, I'd like some stiletto hammers for this. Here's my channel. I reached out to like Vaughn and, and whoever and Martinez, I didn't get Martinez ones. I would have wished that I would have gotten those, but, um, yeah, I did like eight hammers. Uh, Hardcore hammers was another one, and they all sent stuff. And I mean, they got I, I pushed affiliate sales and everything else there. But like, it's not a great video. It gets seen a lot. <laughs> but at this point, I don't I don't care because it's you get viewership on it. it continue to interact exactly. with me. Continue to hate me. And it took me a while to get used to that. When you know, like, you get those bad comments about stuff. And but who cares? 
I think, you know, after hearing everybody's stories with all their comments that they get and stuff and how they react to it, it's just kind of desensitized me to them if I do get them because I've yeah. just lived through everybody else's before they come to me. Some of them, like, they do. They're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But literally the other day, I was just having fun being a dick to some guy on TikTok that was, you know, criticizing me because I called my uh, sprinkles hand carved. <laughs> and I'm like, I did hand carve them. He's yeah. like, you use the power tool. I'm like, with my hands, sir. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what are you using? A chisel with your hands. It's still a tool. Like, I was like, oh my God, there's like the dumbest debate, but yes. <laughs> so it, so, you know, it's really funny with that too, is like, so everybody sort of has their crew of their people of that. They like their makers that they hang out with mine mm -hmm. is um, so like Matt from Ketty Woodshop, who's, who's he's at Polytech with me. So he's not doing as much as the maker front. Um, gotcha. Sam from DIY Huntress, Tamar from three by three custom. And then um, Alicia from Pneumatic Attic, like it was, we were all coming up together around the same time and with different experiences, but Matt and I being men in the industry and then seeing how women were being received from the other three. I mean, it was eye opening of stuff like you, you don't know until you know, mm -hmm. and you can do the exact same thing and then not even realize like how bad it can absolutely be. And Tamar is the funniest case of anything because Tamar is so super talented with everything. So, yes. And and every single thing she does is questioned that her husband does it for her. And like I've I've met her husband, I've gone to her house, her shop and stuff, and like her husband didn't know what this was. And like he's like, I don't even come in here and stuff. Like there is no chance that her husband is doing stuff for her. And it's gotta be so frustrating. Uh to have that stuff questioned yeah it, it, it's insane so but i mean that i mean i think that luckily i don't get those comments but i totally know people who do for sure it's it, it's just it, it's it's weird sort of and i think that that's sort of rounded out sort of how i view things also as a brand mm -hmm. um because i represent so many brands of like what it looks like to deal with different people and stuff so yeah no, that, I, I love that too, that uh, we can share those things too about being brand reps and being makers mm -hmm. because there's a, there's a small group of us, but there's still, there's a good handful of us that are out there doing that. And um, I hear from people so many times of how they like will go to an event and they, they're upset they didn't get a brand deal that first time. And I'm like, well, did you talk to the rep? Like, did you introduce yourself? Did you share story? Did you do research? Mm -hmm. Like. Mm -hmm. These kind of things are so important. And like with Workbench coming up, do you mind talking a little bit about like the things that, you know, make a difference to you when somebody comes up to you and they're trying to work with you? Yeah. So, I mean, what, and I've actually taught a class on this at WorkbenchCon too, of like how to, how to work I've with actually brands. approach brands. <laughs> yeah. Because there is such a bad way to do it. Like, there's a sense of entitlement that mm -hmm. was out there for a long time. I haven't seen it as much anymore. It really depends on which industry. I think the the maker and woodworking industry has got much better about it, but it's, I have this, I have this account, you owe me this. And the, like the biggest joke, and I said it, I had it in the slide of a Kanye quote of like, there's a thousand of views and there's only one of me because everybody mm -hmm. has unique thing they can do, but there's only so many brands and like, if you come in hot and you come in with an attitude, <laughs> you can be replaced. Like no matter who you think you are, there's always another person looking to step, step up and to have those tools and everything uh, or like the, the support, like 
you just have to, there's a, you have to be sort of humble with these things. That's what I want to see. You have to be a passionate about a brand. You can't just say in spammy emails. Like if you don't put any effort into reaching out to a company, like those are going right away. You know, that mm -hmm. as well. Like it looks oh, yeah. like if you copy and paste it, like come to the table with a, um, like a love of the product, an application of the product. Like this is what I want to use it for. Like like I did with wall control. I mocked up in SketchUp like how I wanted to use it. And it was no brainer after that. Like anytime that somebody is prepared, like with walking control, like when we get a really good one, Richard and I are like, oh yeah, like this this let's person it. gets it. Yeah. Like let's I, like we have rules. Like this person's prepared. Let's go for it. And like and, and granted, you can't, it's it's hard to build those relationships. Um, with a brand because there are so many makers now that reach out and look for stuff yes and, and the the existing ones are really good like like we we speak to those people but it's hard to start those new ones because there's just not a bandwidth with the brands to to speak to everyone on that same level which is why the in-person events are so good because then you get to know them you put a face in the name it's not just an email um but i mean that's really valuable um but yeah like that if you if you can tell me how you're going to use the product, how you're going to promote it. And it's not a, it's not a, well, I have X amount of views on this and I'm going to put on this channel and this channel and this channel, but like sell what the creative story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. I pitched to uh Carhartt to send me some clothes for a video mm -hmm. I shot recently. I lay it all out. I tell her exactly what I need, mm -hmm. what my vision is, how I'm going to film it, when it'll probably be aired, like an estimate. I never give like yeah. a time yeah. or whatever. But like, you know what I mean? And then she was just like, cool idea. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you come in the right way and like a fun, different way to showcase the item or you have this really cool project that you're working on. Like those are the things that we want to hear. Like you said, we don't want to hear how many followers you have. Sadly, yeah, everybody's that, yeah. got a hundred thousand followers now. Like that's nothing. Like well, who are you? Yeah. And so that's a, that's a funny thing that I see with all the, the brands that I work with is that um, so I came from housing market before all this, like okay. I, I worked in mortgages, um, and worked at a bank for years. And so there's a whole thing of like, uh, like your houses were devalued when the whole bubble burst, mm -hmm. um, because everything was inflated. It was sort of unearned. And that's how I sort of look at like Instagram or whatever right now is that you hit a, you hit a real, it gives you however many thousands of people. And if I see an account that has less than a hundred posts and mm -hmm. 150,000 followers, I'm sorry, you haven't been around for a year. How do I know you have to really sell it to me at that point? Like, like not necessarily you need to take your licks, but you need to show that you're committed to this, that you're going to be a good representative of the brand. And there's always been that you have to sort of earn it to, to show even if you have like a, a like 5000 followers and this is like we could dive into this forever like there's people <laughs> that have been around for years that have amazing accounts and they just it just hasn't clicked mm -hmm. and you're you're better off to have a new account hit a reel that just absolutely pops off and then you have 100,000 followers essentially not necessarily unearned but sort of unearned at that point um, but i would rather work with that person that has 5000 followers and has been posting uh, 2000 times in the last couple of years. Yep. And I know what I'm getting than having that one that just, yeah. Okay. And, and that's where the entitlement comes back into is that, okay, you have 150,000 followers, which was a number that was unattainable in the oh, past. Yes. That was fantasy numbers. And, and then all of a sudden now you can get it. 
without much work. And then it's like, okay, I have 150,000 followers. You pay me eight or yeah, like eight grand for a, a, a story. And I've seen it where people say, if you Ooh. want a story of my product, yeah. give me product and also pay me eight grand for a, a story. And it's like, no, like go mm-hmm. kick rocks. Not yeah. happening. That's yeah. Yeah. I don't want to dive into it too, too badly, but yeah, no, I, I totally get that. There's people that come in really hot and heavy and stuff and they have zero experience in that field too. Mm-hmm. And especially like when it comes to power carving, like mm-hmm. that's, that's it. I always say it's an intense sport <laughs> to yep. people because I'm like, it's physical. This is like, mm-hmm. this is not just like you're sitting on a CNC and you're pressing a button, which yep. I do. Um, this is your whole body is going to get involved in this. And how are you going to be able to handle this? Are you going to be able yeah. to do it long time? Can you actually make your vision come alive? And how are you going to share that adventure? Like that's yep. kind of the things I look at. Cause yeah, if I do hit someone's page and they have like 54 posts and a lot of followers, I'll watch it. Like maybe there mm-hmm. are just that like anomaly yep. that they are outstanding. Then they're totally, yes, you, you, yes, you're getting this. You're, you're so cool. But yeah, you go on there and then you see like just something hit. 5 million posts. And mm-hmm. then they got like, you know, a hundred thousand overnight. Yep. I don't, I don't trust that you're going to be consistent with your posting. I don't trust that you're going to tell a good story. Like yep. I, I value, like you said, that person who has those low following numbers that have been there sticking it out and consistently mm-hmm. being there. That's who I want to work with too. And I think so, being makers, you see that because we watch, yeah. like you said, we've been going at this for a long time and you watch people as they are going and you learn what works and then you see the newbies that are coming in thinking mm-hmm. that they're just going to hop into what we've been working on yeah. for so long, <laughs> so long. Well, and, and so what, and I'm in a position now with the brands that I work with and the connections that I have that I like to see, uh, I like to see people that I think are going to be up and coming. And then I like to reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm going to set you up with such and such stuff. Cause th- like a few products here and there, a few things make a huge difference to somebody in, yep. in a little cross um, like cross promotion, just so it takes them to the next level. And that's, that's one of, I mean, it seems silly to say to give back. Um, but that's one of the things that I, I like, I had help from people like, mm-hmm. um, like, um, Brad Rodriguez did a follow Friday for me like oh, years nice. ago yeah. and it, it like it bumped me up um, follower wise and so it, it made a big deal with help from there and he said nice things about me and like that made a big difference and so like it, it, I, I hate saying like it's a give back thing like it's, it's not a charity thing at all but no. like but like I like to see people that need that extra bump to move up I mean you want a perfect example of that um Leah from Parker Place. I, she is amazing. And then, what, I mean, I've seen what she's done in Makers Challenge. And I reached out to her. I said, Hey, I want to, I want to kind of, I want to set you up with these brands that I work with. I want to get you these sort of things to to help you out there. And she's, she's going to continue to blow up. Like her talents, mm-hmm. amazing. And sometimes you need that extra little push. And so I'm, I love helping out who I can with that. And that doesn't mean I want everybody coming to me. <laughs> say, I need all all the different no, but stuff. It's fun to tap into people. Yeah. Like you're saying, yep. you approached her. That's the that's the real fun part about it is mm-hmm. you you get to watch talent and then you get to approach them. Because yes, I don't want yeah. everyone coming to me either. Like I do yeah. take that disclaimer. I love you yep. all. Thank you for listening. Please don't come approach me unless you've got a good idea. Yep. <laughs> and it, it's like my strategy of stuff is with 
in the industry has been sort of weird and I'm starting to see more people adapt to it as well. But like, I knew that there was going to be uh, like an expiration date on like me as a maker. Like I, I want to continue to make stuff and do stuff. Yeah. But like I came into a weird time where, and it was the Haven group and sort of like the mommy blogger group for a better description mm-hmm. uh, where the old guard was starting to age out and they didn't know what to do or what their next step was. They still wanted to appeal to the younger audience, but it was sort of like that awkward space of like, mm. what do you yeah, do? Yeah, that's interesting. And so like, I knew that this, there was going to be a, like a final moment of stuff. And so that sort of shaped how I've done everything and how I've diversified everything of like, could I just do everything on lazy guy DIY? Yeah. But, um, to me, the longevity is being in the industry, like with Home Depot, with wall control, with mullet, with hang time now with stone coat, we can talk about that more if you want to. Um, yeah, I know that's your new venture. Yeah, so with the TV show too. Oh man, we even talked about that with Maker's Challenge yeah, Central. Exactly. That's, so. why I mean, that's why I didn't want to spend too much time just yeah. talking about like what we look for at pitches, but I did want to yeah. touch on it a little bit because I think people, they need to know that information. I want to share yeah. with them so that they can be better at pitching their ideas. Yeah. I, I love, like I swear to God, one day I'm going to have my own brand pitching like company mm-hmm. and I'll just, just come to me and I'll, I'll watch your yep. profile and I'll pitch your yeah. an idea for you because- I feel like I can see it and how like people should approach mm-hmm. different things. And so I love touching on that, but yeah, I want to know, I know like you have all these other brands that you've gotten into, yep. including like hang time and, and all of that. Like, how did that all start to diversify for you? So you started with wall control and then what made you want to take on more? So uh, it, it's a diversifying revenue was the biggest thing is um, so it started with, uh, lazy guy DIY knowing that there was a future in this and trying to position myself so I could leave my corporate job um, and and saw pretty quickly that this was a viable avenue but also keeping up with the grind of constantly having to create have the time especially when you have kids and having mm-hmm. free time like I knew that I need to sort of transition a lot of stuff so I could work from a computer when there's a kid doing such and such or if I had to do that and so running social media was the next step uh Richard helped me move me along with that with wall control and so hang time was um a group that they partnered with that they wanted to start the same thing um sort of push it um, Jim Pegboard's a new one with them that's through wall control. So that family sort of stays in there. Um, Mullet was one that happened organically through that, where I sort of saw the product. Um, and then they were looking for somebody to sort of put something out there. They reached out to me through an, it was actually a wall control ambassador had set us up Oh, okay. and said, Hey, maybe, maybe Adam would do this for you. And so that that came out with that and that's been amazing because it's it's such a it's a different product which is more exciting it was a new um it was a they were new to the industry so you get another blank slate sort of thing Mm. um and so and it's been the nice thing is is that the practices you do in one space you can spread those across the board you can test things in certain areas and then bring them back over you can utilize the same people because it's the same industry and stone coat's a little bit different but like i've had i don't know probably 20 30 different brands reach out to me through the years that want me to do the same thing with social media for them and like i'll sit down i'll talk to them i'll look to see what the um like is there a community that we can build around the product. And there's some products that just didn't make sense to build a community around. Like you, you have to get people that are 
going to proactively create content for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're and if they're posting and tagging, then you reshare, you create the community around that. And some products is just, that excitement isn't there. It may be a great product, but like if you are going to spend the time to try to post content and you know, this through Sabretooth, it's a grind. And if you have to do it all yourself, like mm-hmm. you, how do you, how do you maintain your other side of stuff? If you have to create original content for that company as well. I was doing four months, uh, four videos a month for them for the last year. And it, it was exhausting. We're yeah. switching gears for January where I'm going to be doing mm-hmm. one YouTube video for them mm-hmm. a month. Um, because I feel like Night Carver has shrunk to such a small thing mm-hmm. and it's just like a conduit for the other companies. And I'm like, yep. no, this is supposed to be me. Yeah. Like at least with Sabretooth, it just inspires me to make nicer art. Yeah. Like it's not like a bad thing, but also it does take up a lot of my time. Like my my days were like, okay, I've got to record that video. I've got to source the materials for that video. I've got to edit it all like, and then like it's on my mind the whole time. I can't think of anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was actually just talking to Sam from Uncharted Customs. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know Sam, but he does the same thing that we do where he represents other companies and yep. he's creating fresh content for them. And he's also reposting uh, content for them. And we both noticed, um, and he reached out to me that the repost app that we use stopped working three days ago. And I, it's been on my mind. I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to repost these videos? Oh my God, oh my God, I got to figure it out. But I've had a stockpile. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really like a big concern, except for this morning when I tried to repost one of Leah's. <laughs> and I was yep. like, oh no, I want to repost this for the challenge. I'm like, ah. Yep. Um, but these are like the things that can cripple us. So we, he yep. found another app that we can use, but of course mm-hmm. it's double the price now that we were paying already. Uh, a little bit more than double, actually. But you you have to build that into your your cost at that point. That's what exactly. I figured out too. Is like, oh, the free mm-hmm. one. This is great. And th- the first time that that happened to me, where I could not put content out there, it's yep. like, well, wh- what do I do? But yeah, yeah, I mean that that's built into my cost. It went of, from five bucks a month. Now it's going to cost twelve bucks a month just for the right. app. I think I think I'm four bucks a week is what's the one that I'm using right oh, now. Oh, see, mine was five a month. It was glorious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, so you were paying even more. So yeah, now the one yep. that we're going to be using uh, is twelve dollars a month. And yeah. yeah, those little costs, those all add in. Like, yeah. I have so many programs and so much stuff that I do. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I know when people think like we're crazy, it's like no, because I have all these programs that make things fast. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the only reason I could do that. Like. For WorkbenchCon, like they have like the Canva Plus and stuff. So I get yep. like I have that. So that's really nice. I can utilize all of that. So yeah. those little programs will help so much <laughs> to get through your day. If without them, yeah. So when you are switching, if, if somebody's interested in like becoming a content creator for or social media director for another brand, just know there's even more costs involved <laughs> than you're used to. Yeah. So just prepare for those things. Well, yeah, and people reach out to me all the time because there's more and more of uh, like us that are doing this for companies. It, it makes sense, but like the expectation, I always talk about the expectation of like what do they what do they think that you're going to do? What are you going to create? How yeah. often are you posting? Because so like wall control, I'll post every weekday. It's uh, Monday through Friday. Occasionally we'll grab some other stuff. I'm also customer service, so every DM that ah, comes in, gotcha. I am customer service on there, um, and and so that's that all rolls up differently. So uh, for the other brands, it's not so much, maybe it's two to three posts a week total. Um, and then there'll be a file where I pull stuff from, but like, and, and customer service gets routed to a different route or something, but yeah, that's, that all has to be figured in because there is time associated with all of that. Mm-hmm. So. 
And yes, and I have maxed out the number of accounts that I can sign into on my <laughs> Instagram as well. So that makes a big difference. Of How many does that let you? It's I think it's eight or nine. Okay. I think I have eight on mine. That's why I'm yeah. curious. I'm like, oh no, is it me no more? <laughs> no yeah. more, Stephanie. Well, and I mean, and I have other ventures too that are outside the maker community. So I have um I have other websites that are completely unrelated that I put content on out there and they have social media channels and stuff. And I don't like, I don't publicly put them out there, but this, the practices that I was doing in some places hold over there and I can just roll in affiliate income from these mm. little reviews and products that are out there. So that's cool. That's smart. But yeah, there is limits to what we can do. Sadly, which yeah. that sucks. Then you have to be like, well, what job is going to be better for me? Yep. How should I do this? Like, there's a lot of different things that you have to wait. Yeah, I was um I was doing an insane amount. I'm kind of glad that we're shifting a little bit in January to ha- what I was doing because it was two posts a day and 10 stories a day, every day. <laughs> no you breaks. Can't, you can't do it. I mean, that's the same thing if you're a content creator doing a website. I mean, website people have devalued what a blog is. The blog is still, in my opinion, Blog and YouTube are the most important things because it's evergreen. You can search it anywhere. It's always out there. You learn that all at Haven, people. I did. No, <laughs> no I, mean, I know you do. I true. did too. Like, and that's what going back to people with like Instagram. Too, I don't. I don't do TikTok. I'm not on it. I've never been my thing. It's not political. It's not anything else on there. It just seemed like the value and the effort was not there for me because mm. what's the return on it and the same thing with instagram to an extent as well like instagram is a necessary evil but like your content's gone in 24 to 48 hours you can't find it you the, with the hashtag change you can't search stuff as well as you used to about things so like the the amount of time and effort that you put into that stuff it's great for your audiences and but you're not it, if you want to focus on something, you want to dedicate time, it's evergreen content. It always will be. It'll be website and YouTube. So, yeah, I know I have to get better at like actually doing something. My website is just, I hate my website. It's so boring. I but need to, it's put a barrier to entry. It. Yes. Yes. It, it, it's there. It, it's out there. But that's, that's real boring. <laughs> that's the thing though is so social media is so easy. That's why there's so many people that are on it. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I mean, the website is difficult to do. You can do like a whatever, like cheapy Wix, whatever, knock yeah. off. But like, if you're going to build a website and maintain a website, it's tough. It's time consuming. And there's a reason why that one is the most profitable um, yeah. because there are less people doing it. It's an easier sell to a brand because you can, there's more value there for it. Same thing with YouTube, if you're doing the long form video, but like it's tough for people. So they don't do it. They don't want to do it. So if you can go the extra mile to do it you're gonna you're gonna reap the rewards from it yeah it's starting 2024 i'm, I'm actually gonna be a youtuber okay. like that's that is the goal it's i'm on there i have yep. one i finally hit a thousand i don't ever advertise it but i've got it i got over a thousand followers out there um but like i'm like i keep recording for them and i have all this footage and i never have time to edit it because i'm always feeding instagram yep but that's the thing is that, so I don't put as much on Instagram because of that I've been putting yes. more on YouTube shorts. It's still not a ton, but like, and, and I had one, so I did, I started my YouTube channel right away and have been, I have a couple, like a hundred, 200 videos or whatever it's on there. I put so much time and effort into those. 
and I barely got 10,000 followers after six years, seven years. I put one stupid 13 second video up of a saw stop. I now have 350,000 followers because of it. Really? I, my viewership is, I think I average 15 to 25 to 30 million views a week because of that stupid video. Wow. And I will never take it down. And well, it, no, it feels why would you? <laughs> no, it, 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 it's made a ton of money over, like it, it has lifetime views. Um, I think it's half a billion now, uh, lifetime Crazy. views on it. And it, it, it infuriates me because oh, you was, work your ass off on everything else and that's what works. And there we go. And now yep. I have a, I have my, my YouTube play button up there <laughs> because, and it happened it happened less than a, actually it's been a year ago at this point. So it took six years to hit 10 grand. And then it took one year to hit 350,000 followers, but it is what it is. I mean, yeah, no, I know. I, uh, I, when everybody was taking off and I like, I know I buried my own self. I refused to do any catchy 10 second video or three second. Yeah. I like out of my own spite. I'm like, I will just stay here with my, like I had 11,000 yeah. followers at the time. I will stay here with my 11,000 followers and I will just put out the same quality content that I feel like yep. I put out. You know what I mean? And it was like a very cognitive choice. And now here I am at 12.8. <laughs> Like it's two years later, but whatever I'm working, but, it, but you're, you're, your brand at that point. And I mean, I understand the trend stuff and everything else. Mm -hmm. And people are doing like the dances and whatever. Like I am, I am not a rah-rah person corporately. I'm not a rah-rah. Like I've got like, that's not me who I am and it would never be my branded stuff. So like all the people good for them, if they enjoy it with like the voiceover, like, you know, like the sound I love clips, a good voiceover. well, the voiceover, <laughs> uh, yes. my, my own voiceover is good, but like, you know, there's like the clips like that yes. come from stuff. And then mm -hmm. there's a whole, there is so much effort that goes into that stuff. And then it's gone tomorrow. Like you just spent two, three hours making sure your timing was right on something mm -hmm. and you got however many likes, views, whatever. It doesn't do anything for promoting. Like, it doesn't do anything for promoting like what you do as a maker, in my opinion. And that's a controversial stance, but like if that's your thing. Because it gets people to your, your account and then they see you it, afterwards. Which is fine. But like yep. how many people are, they went there to be entertained. Are you an entertainer? Are you an educator is what it comes down to. Or are you a seller? There's like the three things. Mm -hmm. And so that's what people sort of have. You can be, you can be all of them. You can do that on there. But like, I, I constantly have this conversation with people when they want advice for stuff and consulting, like, what is it? What are you hoping to gain? Like, what is the why? Um, yeah. And if you, if you're there for entertainment, go for it. If you're a fun account and you like do that, but like you are subtracting from the other portion at that point, like the people aren't going to be, they're not there to see your work. If you're just doing funny videos the whole time, you know, but are you selling with that? You know, like, and it's, it's, a, it's hard. I'm a little of all of those things, but mm -hmm. the selling point, I haven't been selling that much because I've been more entertaining and educating lately. Yep. And it sucks. Cause like, as I was saying, like night car, felt like has, it has shrunk over the years. It's cause like, mm -hmm. I feel like I've lost my way of selling. Like yep. I, I'm like, I have a full inventory and I don't ever push it because I'm so busy creating content for other things. That's like, I don't say like, Hey, I, you know, I have stuff, but, you but you're, this but you're you're instantly gratified 
by the likes and the comments oh, yeah. on those mm-hmm. on those fun things. But in in that, I sort of like I honed in on that pretty early of like what's important to me and that stuff like that's not important to me. And it's it's so easy, especially a lot of people that are that are makers. You're isolated. Um, a lot of them are not, they're not a fan of being out in the public for a lot of stuff. And so all of a sudden somebody says, Hey, I like this. Hey, this is great. Hey, you're funny. Uh, like, this is nothing that you would be doing out in front of people, whatever. And then, so you, you're getting that response that it's a, it's a good thing and you want to keep feeding the it's a machine. Nice dopamine hit. Yeah. And, and it, it took a little bit for me to realize that I don't care about that. And it's, it's made me, it's easier for me to focus on other stuff, especially when I was selling things and doing whatever else. Um, it made like, it just, it, 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 it is such a hurdle for somebody to get over of like, decide what you want and you go that route. And that like, like if you were pushing your things that you made more and like back to your core of mm-hmm. what it was, you would not have the engagement that you would exactly. on those, My but you would amazing. be, but you're, <laughs> yeah. but you're, the the dollars coming into your bank account of selling these things and your orders and stuff would go mm-hmm. back up. And it's such a hard thing for people to, it's like, yeah, I want to, yeah, uh, it, it's tough. It's difficult. Yeah. And it's interesting too, like, as we were saying, like you have to decide what you want to, like this year was like a really big building year for my shop. So mm-hmm. yes, I didn't sell a lot of product. Um, I made some sales and some commissions, but the amount of tools and items from my workshop is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like brand new Craig tables, yep. uh, Carhartt affiliation, like all these crazy things. And some of them did end up bringing money in. Like I, I made yeah. a nice campaign with Carhartt at the end of the year. Like I did eventually get some returns off of those, but it was also just like a really nice year of building out my shop, getting mm-hmm. the right tools, the right clamps. And now like next year, I'm like, okay, now I get to like, dive into YouTube Mm -hmm. and try to make like really good engaging YouTube videos with all my nice new things that I have. Like, it's like, sometimes you have to spend that time doing that grunt work and doing that work like of just, you know, like I said, taking the tools without asking for the money, you know, Mm -hmm. and being grateful for that. And then giving back really good quality content to them. Like that's the thing. If Mm -hmm. you continue to keep giving the way that, you know, you, you can, people are going to want to work with you more too. Like, well, and you have to build your brand. I mean, you, and you need those things to build your brand mm-hmm. and, and expand out, but you also have to set a time limit of, okay, I'm going to dedicate this to this. And then yes. I'm going to get back to like, you have upgraded and it's like a video game. It's always like a video game <laughs> of you level up and you have to, and that's the, I've always said, that's the coolest thing about woodworking is like, you can start with a hammer and a chisel or whatever sure it is can. and a drill. You can make this, you sell it you level up, you get the next tool, you go forth and level up, level up. And it, it is such a video game in that. And that's with making and selling or just making in general. And then for your brand as your company or whatever, it's the same thing. But if you go on your side quest and you get lost on your side quest the whole <laughs> way, you you can get stuck in the you weeds, can, lost in the weeds. You can yeah. uh, completely. Like if, if I wasn't just very aware of where I was going and making sure that I'm pulling myself back in to pivot now, I could definitely have just become this just character. Like, that's how I feel like I could be like this character on Instagram. Like, I don't want to do that. I actually want to be like a serious business person. I I do want to be a character still. Like, I do want to be this complete goofball because that's who I am. But I want to be hyper-focused too on making sure that now this year I'm bringing in profit. Mm -hmm. Like, 
this year I need to make the money, you know, this was all about building this year. Next year is like, I need some reward. <laughs> so like, I'm very, very much aware of that. And like, now I'm shifting gears and, and kind of like how you now are, you bringing on these more adventures and you must have like, first of all, great time management with no, I was like with collecting <laughs> yourself from all these pockets. How do you, how do you manage everything? And then what made you bring on now with stone coat? Like, cause that's another thing onto your plate. Did you have to pull some stuff off? So uh, it's more of, or, so time management, I'm, it's not that I'm terrible. I think that I'm, I'm really good at compartmentalizing of like, this needs this, this needs this. I don't write anything down ever. Um, I've always sort of been that way. So my brain I understand just that. puts this here. No, I'm very uh, similar. Yeah. And, and you kind of have to be, it's sort of, you have to set the stuff because like you're, you, when you compartmentalize, you're saying, okay, I'm in this brand mode. I'm in this brand mode. I'm doing this, I'm this. And you're a different person for there. And you have to be able to separate. Um, like if you have a bias with somebody in one space, like you mm -hmm. can't have it over there. I mean, you can, it can sort of influence you, but it has like, to disappear. It's, yeah. It, it, and you sort of have to do that. But as far as like with bringing on these new things, you like, making things more efficient is the best way to do it. You get things running. You can't take everything on at once, but like, okay, this one, I have this system in place. I have these people that are doing these things and like in social media, people submitting stuff, wall control, mm -hmm. like there's people tagging stuff all the time. Um, so like we have plenty of content there. We've built that ambassador and affiliate group up. Um, and so then we can add the next one. And, and so like, I know how much time it's going to take during the day. Um, and the TV show is another thing. So like, that's a, that's going to be an interesting challenge this year because we're going 10 days at a time, three weeks out of the year or three different, um, three different months out of the year to, okay. to film the TV show. Um, and so that's a lot of time being away with stuff. And so you have to have things ready to go on autopilot. Well now, so I'm, I'm now the, the head essentially of stone coat countertops, which is the, the biggest epoxy company in, in the world. Um, so Crazy. Uh, which is, and that's crazy in itself. Um, I consulted for them for a year or so um, for the parent company um, and was able to see the different brands. So you have like Moss and Illumilite and whoever else. And so working behind the scenes and Stone Coat was sort of that beast that was there because it's like, it's, you don't realize how big of a company it is. Um, and I didn't realize when I talked to him, but um I just said, they, they kept saying, Hey, we think you would be really good for this, like to run one of these brands, like in connections and whatever else and like vision of stuff. Like I knew all the team from working with them with different projects and different things. And actually I had worked with them on the TV show too, because we had gotten Stone Coke to come in, do oh, some countertops cool. for yeah. season two and flooring. So I met all those, um, that whole crew there. And so like, it was a little surprise to them for all of a sudden one day that I'm, I'm their boss and I have a team, <laughs> but like, I, I honestly was sitting there one day and they, it had been months of them sort of asking, like, we want you to come on. And then one day I just said, Hey, I, I think I'm ready for this. I wasn't ready before. I kept telling them, I don't have the bandwidth. I can, if you want me to come on, you will get subpar Adam. I cannot dedicate this amount of time to you. And I'm not okay with putting my name on that. Um, and then one day I, like, I sort of realized that, okay, I like, where, where kids are with timing, like kids are back at school. Um, there's a real schedule in place. Okay, let's roll. And so like, I mean, I'm working um, a full-time job with them 
with multiple employees. I, I meet with ops teams every day, um, customer service. Like this is a legitimate crazy. Yeah. job in the industry. And this it's is kind of like shifting back a little bit to where you were, you know, I'm, I'm back to corporate and I, I never want to go back to corporate again, but the difference is, is that I'm in the community with corporate and the practices and everything that I've like, even working at the bank as a project manager, the mortgage company as a project manager, um, has shaped this because I had teams that I worked with there. We had projects like I'm doing product launches now with with this company where we're awesome, developing Adam. products, um, like all the like the, all the R and D that goes into it, and then the marketing stuff that goes out. Like we have a uh, we have a line that's coming out where I sat down and I named the the different like it's me naming the names of the products and the colors and whatever there. That's so fun. Um, but it's it's, it's a real difference of what I was doing, but it's my end game. And a lot of people don't see this, but my end game has always been the longevity in the industry. And I talked about this before, like there's a, like you, like you can expire essentially, like people don't care what you're doing. Like you can make the coolest table or whatever in the world, but like, there's going to be trends and ups and downs. And no matter what your skill set is, like the only way to stay pertinent in the industry is on the business side of it also, unfortunately. And like, it's funny every time that somebody messages as an account that I'm on and they're like, Oh, this is Adam, isn't it? And, mm-hmm. or, or like this here, like you're everywhere, but like, that's how I've sort of seen myself to be able to like, how am I going to make this a career? And the career is to be on the business side of it. And that's sort of my end game. And this is like, I think this is like the apex of the end game. I've tried to, I tried to do a consulting company, COVID hit, um, and then brands didn't want to work with anybody. So that was like, okay, this is yeah. not the route to go. Like everything's changed. So I sort of pivoted from that. I still consulted with people, but like that was going to be my, my sort of end game is to like connect people with brands and then brands with people and, and so forth. And there's other people that have tried that. And it's really tough to do because yeah. it, it just is. But like, I, I mean, I, I'm with all these brands and, and the people have to essentially come through me. It's not a power trip. It's not anything else, but it, like these companies aren't going anywhere and I'm going to be a part of helping them grow and then connecting them to the community. And yeah. that's always going to be needed. How, no matter how old I am, no matter how much I'm working, it, like I got, I got injured on the TV show. Oh um, man. I, yeah. I ever saw that, that table saw. And, and so, and that was just a freak accident and that could have happened to anybody. But if I was relying on making stuff constantly with people, um, for people for an income, like I was, I, I wasn't able to use my hand for, uh, for months, basically. Like it's still like maybe 80, 90, 90%, whatever. Like I don't have the the grip strength that I did have with it before, but I couldn't do that if I was like, I, I would be in trouble. Same thing, like losing, like, like the reposting, like it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Like any little thing can take you out at any, any oh, certain yeah. period of time. And so like, again, being behind the computer, being at the desk, being on the phone, whatever, and still being involved in the industry, this allows me to do it at any point, any time. Yeah. And like, you could still do lazy guy DIY yeah. when you need that, when you need to fulfill yourself or get yourself something new or to get to a new relationship with a brand new brand that you mm-hmm. have to work with. No, I'm with you where I like to have myself kind of spread out a little bit too. Like mm-hmm. I know I physically am not going to be able to carve my whole life. Like if I'm carving when I'm older, great, but I can't guarantee that my hands mm-hmm. and stuff, like when yeah. I quit my uh, corporate job, I was suffering from really bad pain in my hands from constantly. I was like, copy, paste, copy, paste, type, mm-hmm. type, type. I had like a legit, just straight up, 
database building job. Like it was awful. Yep. It started as an art job and then switched to that. And I literally was like, I'm never going to be able to use my hands if I stay yeah. here and keep doing this. So I'm like, and I'm an artist. I'm like, I'm not losing my ability to use my yep. hands. So like I made that leap, but then knowing like, I still have to retain some kind of consistent income and stuff. Like if I'm going to like quit my job and make this a career. So that's why I was very persistent on getting WorkbenchCon and Sabretooth both mm -hmm. together um, as my jobs because I couldn't just have one. I'm yep. like, I need two. Like I can't just be on one person because if something happens with that one, I need that other thing to catch me, yeah. you know? So it's just important things to kind of like build yourself out here. Like any company can shift gears in a minute and they might not have the budget for you. It's just like art yeah. classes and school, you know, they get canceled first, right? Mm -hmm. Marketing is going to go first, sadly, with a lot of things. So it's just like crazy. So you got to definitely be careful too with that kind of stuff and make sure you are spreading yourself yeah. a little bit too. So well, you got to have the safety nets because anytime that I get a, a random phone call from one of the brands that I, I work with to do stuff, it's like, oh no, is this the time that they think that we're going to cut this off? And it's never is. They like everybody, we have great communication stuff, but you always sort of have that fear, especially mm -hmm. if you have a family and you're dependent on it. And yeah, um, I mean, there's so much at risk and that's, it, it, it's, it's scary uh, if you have the ability to have like somebody else in your life that can sort of stand you up and be that like I've my wife's got a great job and she was able to support me starting out with stuff and we it was it's a, nice. yeah so it, it was a significant I didn't have that I was the breadwinner <laughs> I was like bye job <laughs> well, it's it's a significant conversation like of yeah. what you're going to do like if you're going to leave it I mean insurance insurance is such a scary thing like if you don't have insurance and then yeah. if you're paying insurance on yourself like a lot of people don't think that like if you're going to leave like, your your corporate world like who's going to who's going to take that over and so like when I left mm -hmm. corporate world luckily I could jump on my wife's insurance at the time yeah thankfully um, for my husband too yeah same thing yeah so I mean like there's all those factors. It's not as easy as just stepping and saying, I'm going to do this today and I'm going to be a an influencer. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, I'm not going to lose my mortgage and I'm going to make sure my kids yeah. can have food yeah. and clothing. Yeah. Like there's essentials I have to make sure that we are providing for. And yeah, yeah, it's there's big leaps. But I like it that you can find your own nook. You can find companies that align with your values too, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Like you want to make sure you're working with somebody that you want to work with because- yep. I don't know about you at the bank, but at least in my job, I was not happy there no. at all. And I was just making some stranger rich who I didn't even know. You know what I mean? Like you're just making a corporation rich. So you want to make sure the people that you're working with deserve your, like yeah. the efforts you're putting in. And and I, that was actually a, a, a big thing with stone coat. And it's funny. I, I talked to him about it. So with the bank, I, I was dying every day that I was in there. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that was the positive of it is like my sarcasm and like hate fuel was so much higher back then in like yeah. my content. And it sort of defined like the personality and my content at the time, because I was just so bitter about everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100%. And so like, I, like that's toned down a ton <laughs> since Adam's since so I left happy that now and relaxed. <laughs> that's I mean, this guy. <laughs> that, that's, that's right. But like, with like stone coat um the the stakes are lower 
I mean, it's still a company. You still have jobs and everything mm -hmm. else that are dependent on the decisions that you make. But like, if I screwed up something before working at a bank, somebody lost their house. Mm -hmm. Now, like if it's, if something goes on here and then somebody, their shipping is delayed by a day or something, it's, right. it's, you just gotta I mean, fix that, keep them happy. It's, and that's, that's way different. And it's that comfort level is sort of nice um, from what it was before. Like, and, and I understand, like, I know all the people I work with and what they're doing, what their roles are and everybody has those similar values and stuff. So like it, there's a great backstory on each of the companies of where they came from and, and how it was created. And it's so like, um, so Mitch Quist is like basically the face of Stoneclear right now. It's a company started with his brother and um, his brother ended up leaving. And so Mitch is the one that it, when, when the company was um, acquired um, by the parent company. And so, uh, Mitch Quiz stayed on. He's on every YouTube video for Stone Coat. And like he is like he's the face he is of it. Stone Coat, yeah. But I'm his boss. So um it's it's a weird um it's sort of weird where, hey, um, I could basically dictate anything if I was a jerk and I come in and say, you have to do such and such, and this is what we're gonna do, whatever else. But Mitch and I had a conversation when we came in, and I was like, hey, this is a company that you started, you have a vision this is your reputation. Like if I do something wrong, it damages what you've built, mm -hmm. even though you may not, you might, may not solely own it or anything at this point, but like you are the face out there. Like if I screw up, I don't want this to ruin anything that you've worked so hard to build. I don't want the decisions that I make um, to cheapen or lessen anything that, that you've wanted to put out there. And Mitch and I've got along great. Um, I think that helps because of it. And I know, I know, what it, it, he's a content creator he's a he's so a maker, you know he's what a goes into all that and, and that's made a big difference for them too because they haven't had anybody in management um in the past that that has come from a background I me mean, i've been on the job site mm -hmm. um i've worked with mitch on the job site for the tv show too and like like we know how these things go and it makes all the difference of like the team is firing better than like it ever has before like upper management realizes that that like people are engaged and they're happy because like they're getting direction. I can bring my expertise in there that I've seen through the years. I can see stuff that's happening like with wall control does this over here with like, like I meet with Amazon reps. Like we talk like Amazon stuff all the time of like selling stone code products over there. Like that's this, cool. There's so much corporate stuff <laughs> that I'm in. Uh, like we meet with Google reps for ad spend weekly. We do, um, like if we have a YouTube rep, we have a Pinterest rep, like uh, this is what I'm doing behind the scenes. And it's nice because in my Home Depot days, when I was doing stuff with them, we would we would meet with them um, like once a year through Home Depot, which is great. And like get these behind the scenes stuff. So like yeah. I would know some of these things, but now like I can continue to apply that, have legitimate conversations with um, with these uh, these companies to like, okay, this is what I've seen. This is what I've done. How can we how can we do it here on this scale? Because I mean, you're talking a enormous scale at this point. Yeah, of, like, say how they do it. Yeah, and it's uh, it just all flows like it's like building blocks. Like we, we I keep saying level up, but like no, it's completely it makes sense. Um, I was talking to a few makers like when I was quitting my job and when I got these other jobs, and they were like. We have just been watching you build a foundation of mm -hmm. skills for these last few years. And each one of those skills are leveling you up, bringing mm -hmm. you to that, you know, next level. And then 
you had taken those and then you're utilizing yep. them in other ways. It's yep. it's just life skills that you've obtained and now you've figured out ways to implant them in your life. And like you were saying, if you build a really good foundation on one company, mm -hmm. you can bring that to another one. So it's cool seeing how you've been evolving these last few years. And then if you want to really throw it off, you throw a TV show in there because <laughs> that takes up your time. <laughs> like it's not just taking up time, but it's like you like it is like that's my that's a good outlet for me also for a creative outlet oh, because and it's intense. I mean, you're talking 16 hour days, if not longer, 10 days straight, not necessarily the best places to sleep in the wilderness. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're you're staying like in Nebraska. We stayed in hotel over bar like it didn't even have a name um <laughs> there's like three of us stuck in a room of uh, one bathroom that barely worked oh. and like 148 people that live in this town we can call it a town and you're like two hours from the next like it was like three to four hours from like lowe's so like if you needed to get something from a like a main hardware store you're talking an eight-hour trip to wow. because you forgot screws or something mm -hmm. so like logistically that's figured out a little better but like still I thought I had everything set up, like how I wanted to do things with these brands, with me as a maker and whatever. And then the TV show came along and derailed that. And how do you say no to a TV show? Um, right. And and I honestly, the week before um, I'd gotten reached out to by them, I said to my buddy, I never want to do TV. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's not something that I want to do. Like, I, I have no aspirations. I've never want to go for it. Like, I know sort of what the schedule is like with stuff. And this one is even crazier because we do everything. Like you have some shows. Yeah, it's a grueling where, show you guys are on. Well, it, it's just us. What yeah. you see is what you get that's on there and doing all the work. We don't have a crew that comes in behind us. So it's not just on camera. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that do that where you, you do your stuff on camera and then you have 15 to 20 people to do everything behind yep. you. No, we've got like maybe 10 to 20 people at a time on the, you see them on camera. They're the ones doing all the work. And it's 10 days and that's it. I mean, it's, if you don't get it, you, do, you, you don't get it there. And there's been some very high things and very low things. Like, I mean, me injuring my hand at that point, we were already down two people in the crew. Um, we were three days in, uh, Rob from ginger woodworks and I had knocked out an amazing kitchen. Like, um, we're doing shiplaps on the walls and the walls are all different angles and everything else. Like one corner was 38 different cuts uh, that had wow. to go through. They're all custom because nothing's straight in these old houses and oh, stuff. Yeah. And so we were doing trim on one thing. And so I was using the table saw. I, the, and I hope they have it on camera. I think they do. I was like, let's go do a sketchy cut. And I walked out the door <laughs> with Rob to go do it. We had all of our safety gear on. Um, he's there holding, um, like a feather board and I'm pushing through with the push stick and the push stick snapped while I'm pushing it and went into the saw blade. And it was so just crazy. Yeah. It was just a freak accident. It didn't have to do with the brand. It didn't have to do with anything else. It's something that I should have, maybe it's been like that thing was like stepped on or packed because it gets used and abused on a job site and it just went and I remember watching it all happen. Like everybody says it slows down and I could see it going and I was like, oh no. And then it exploded. It went through my hand. Shrapnel like went everywhere. Literally blood came back. I'm, I'm blood splattered. Rob had stuff hit him. Um, and then like, and then 
immediate like my hand flew back at me and i went here like this and, and the first thing i was like oh god do i let's look at my hand yeah do i have all my fingers because i knew it hurt really bad and so i looked down at it and um i saw i had all my fingers so that was good um and then <laughs> then all the blood started coming out at that point and i was like okay and so i didn't panic or anything i just went we have a um uh, we have an onset uh producer and the also he was talking to the VP of product development of the saw no, uh, and like he had just arrived not 15 minutes before and they saw it happen and I'm coming over and just blood is pouring out everywhere. And uh, and so then we rushed me to the hospital after they had to film everything of like, what happened to you, Adam? What's yeah. this? Do you want to do you want to take this off like this giant bandage that you have on your hand that's soaking through right now? I said, oh, no, I'm like, I'm like, and I'm I'm probably going into shock at this point, too, of like what mm -hmm. happened. And I don't know what what sort of use of my hand I'm going to have at this point, because it went right through between my thumb and my pointer finger. And just went right through the skin right there into it. And I don't know if there's nerve damage or anything, but things seem to be moving. And so they're like, they're like, well, we have to get stuff for the TV show. And then when I'm, we plugged into emergency room, we're flying through, we're in Pennsylvania at the time. We end up in Ohio. We didn't even know we were in Ohio when we got to the, the hospital. Wow. And so in the first thing that I, we were like table saw injury and they're like, well, do you have all your fingers? Yeah, we've got it. And so they were great. They did everything there. Everything was recorded of me getting stitches and everything else and just sitting there, still blood splattered all over me. And then I was back on set within two hours of it all. Like we drove back, but I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't do anything. Um, yeah, exactly. I've, I've got <laughs> my arm in a sling, my hand up there. And like, and they told me, to, they're like, go home. They're like, and I was like, no, there's like things that I can do here. And so that was two, three days into it out of a 10 day thing. So I stayed the whole rest of the time. And the the terrible thing about it is, is that you want to try to keep a wound clean. That's what I was thinking. Site yeah. Where you don't have running water. You don't have like in, I mean, you're talking nasty stuff out there. So that was a real concern. And it was a, it was a conversation with my family as well, what, what you can do, but like, I'm, I'm fairly ambidextrous. So like I could do a lot of stuff left-handed, like install cabinets and do all these different things. So like I would try to help as much as I could, but like there was times where my hand would swell up so bad that I'd had to sit like for an hour at a time icing it up. And I did so much more damage to it than I probably should have. I'd say I would have went home. I'd be like, bye guys. <laughs> See <Yeah>. you later. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't, I couldn't do it. I like, I was like, I have to stay and do it and, yeah. and see this through. And, um, cause you don't want to let people down. Cause we've, we've sort of built like that brotherhood with the people in the show. Cause all the hard stuff we're doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's just, yeah, but yeah, it, it took much longer for me to heal because I stayed and I was, I kept opening it up and yeah. So. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. I had to. <laughs> stubborn yeah I was stubborn about it so yeah no that's crazy uh i couldn't even imagine getting injured on a set like that and then yeah like you said not having the appropriate ways to care for it too there yep. like what an adventure you're not gonna forget that ever you know what i mean <laughs> like and then i can't even imagine rob like his processing of what just happened too as being the person right there watching it and also getting some impact like <laughs> he had to well, go through things mentally too and he did. He's talked about it plenty with me, but like there's, they had to like shut everything down, clean up all the blood that was mm. everywhere on set. 
uh, because we uh, we were in like a on a concrete slab in a little garage where it happened and that and like all the material was there too oh, so geez. like yeah, so they everything. had to toss some of that stuff but like there were people that didn't want to like you could tell that they were hesitant because you got to get back there's such a time frame of like what you can do there that um you can't stop and so kevin who is our gc on the show who's amazing he's like it happened like you know that he was safe it was a freak accident with mm-hmm. something like you got to go and if you don't yeah, want to move if, on yeah if, if you're if you don't think that you can go on we'll find something else for you but like you gotta get right on the table so that's covered with blood that's been mm-hmm. washed off and then get back to work and do it and they did it and that should all be on the show too which will be interesting um so what but, is that air you don't know yet or so the new season should kick off i would assume into february that's what happened with season one okay um so soon you might be able to see this all unravel. Yeah, I mean this will be the third. Um, this will be the third build. So this will be closer towards the um, summer, as because there's ten episodes that run out. Okay. At, and so, but we'll start filming again um, for season three uh, in probably March. So back it's to coming. it. It's yeah. coming. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing like everything that you're involved in. I can't wait to talk to you more as we continue to build our mm-hmm. relationship. And just kind of see the avenues that you go through because, yeah, you are the guy that is behind a lot of accounts and you've also been setting the path for a lot of us that we could follow and we can learn from you like of how to do that and how to navigate that area, which I think is important because when I started this, there was like you, me, the guy from um, Tools Today and yeah. like a couple, maybe a couple other. And now I'm seeing more yeah. and more people come on with other brands and, it, and like you said it does make sense like we are the perfect people to be running those accounts they need to know people who know how to work with you know influencers and how that life is and what t- it takes to build mm-hmm. a video like just the amount of work it is just to, to put one together and kind of relay that to people because they think it's so easy for us all it's so much work it's it's crazy and and again it, it goes back to you have to create those relationships too, either if mm-hmm. it's digital or if it's, if it's in person, like a workbench con, like that's where you sort of find your core people that can help bring you along with stuff and, yeah. and you put your face to a, to a name. And like, if you don't, if you're not willing to invest in those steps, like people are like, ah, I don't want to spend this on this and whatever else. But if, if you're not willing yeah. to invest, everybody sees that. Yeah, no, exactly. If you're just kind of stepping your foot in it, not mm-hmm. ready to dive in, and then you see the people that continue to keep going back to things like WorkbenchCon. Yep. They're continuing to at least be there. Like maybe they're not going to all the classes, but they know how important it is yep. to be in those rooms. And I think that that's important things like networking is huge. And why would you not go to a place where everybody's going to be that you want to be involved with? So yeah. it, just, it just makes sense. But yep. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It costs a lot. I know that I get to go because I work there. You know what I mean? Well, and, and there's a way to do it, like figure out a way that you can go that you mm-hmm. can get it paid for you. And that's that's what it's been. If you're with a brand, a brand will send you there. If you teach a class, there's ways to get there to make yeah. your trip teacher. Uh, and you have to you can't just throw it all together. You, like you no, have to put some thought be behind good. it. It's got to be good. And I've taught yeah. several classes. Um, I've had good response to it. But like that was uh, other than the fact that I want to share stuff with people, it also gave me an opportunity to go to that venue mm-hmm. where it would have yeah. to, where it would cost me more. And there's only so many slots. So like you have to make sure that you're, you put your A game together to do right. it. Right. That you're actually watching for those posts when those announcements are going to be mm-hmm. made. And then you, yeah, we get so many people who jump in 
like a month or two and try to pitch a yeah. class. And I'm like, we have a schedule like yeah. written out already. Like yep. there's no joke. I'm not being a dick. I'm not trying to keep you out, but like there's it, all these people worked really hard. They gave all their materials to mm -hmm. us and they're ready to rock. Like, yep. You can't just jump in on this, but all right. My alarm has gone off. I must head out to go <laughs> okay. get the kids, but yeah. you have a great day. It was nice talking with you. Good talking to you as well. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Adam. He is seriously so inspirational to me. I definitely have watched what he's done over the years and learned from that and then applied it in my own way. So I just, again, want to thank him for all the stuff that he's done for all of us makers out there. If you want to help support the show, please consider shopping my affiliate links, especially Carhartt. I know I say it all the time, but they are generous with their kickback and it helps support me. And if you are pondering going to workbench, maybe we've inspired you in our talk, but we really honestly do believe everything that we said there. You can use my code NIGHTCARVER to save $50 on your purchase. Thank you again so much for listening. And I hope to see a bunch of you in about two-ish weeks. It's kind of crazy. We're now at that point where uh, it's, I think it's 19 days away. So uh, anyways, I uh, thank you again for listening and have a great day.